0: You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu.
1: You are very welcome, my name is Ahanu and in place of Angel Rose today we have the famous Douglas Vernon. Now I say famous <laughs> because I say famous purposely because to me you're you're famous really and also this man is famous in the area of Bend, Oregon where we are located right now. He runs various meet-up groups and he runs uh, meditation circles and that kind of thing and we will get him to talk about those very things during the course of our little interview today. But to start off though I was fascinated to find out that in the preparation for this interview today. I'm going around here pretending to be really professional and it turns out <laughs> he spent years in the television business. That's so what a, what a great place to start. Tell us about that because it does lead into what you're doing today.
0: Yeah, I worked in uh, television in Portland at KGW-TV, which is the NBC affiliate. Right. And I was there for 17 years in the business for 25 years. Wow. And I... Primarily did documentaries. I also did commercials and that sort of thing on the side, uh, not on the side, but. Well, were you in on the camera there.
1: end or were you in the studio? I was
0: camera, and yeah, camera in the right. field, and I was yeah. also the editor of them. And oh, cool. uh, we were extremely successful at what yeah. we did, and they yeah. just loved us there. It's not something that's usually a uh, profit area for a, a station, but it mm. is an image mm. thing, and we also got a lot of press out of it. So yeah. the press yeah. paid for some. For a lot of it as right. well. So
1: now in the in the kind of thing that we do, we find a lot of documentaries about consciousness and about earth changes and you know all that kind of thing. And Guy M T V is one that comes to mind. But you right. see, they're all over the place. The Thrive docu- was a documentary as well. Did you ever do anything like that, or were they all? Like practical three d kind of documentaries well,
0: I would say more practical three d they were all social issues and that sort of thing, so that we could okay. bring the consciousness of the people up right. in the in the community and that yeah. sort of thing. But what was going on in the community? I mean we mm-hmm. did children of cocaine, which was a really sad, heartbreaking thing. Mm-hmm. We did uh, asylum in the streets, which was Gosh. when people were coming out of the institutions and they were closing them down and they just drop them off in the streets and that sort of thing and we recorded a lot of that so that we could show what was happening and what needed to happen and not in fact the state used that for a long time for their own training of people Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and uh probably one of the The thing I loved about it was that we were working with people who had a lot of love and that sort of thing, which was nice Right. Yeah. uh, for what they were doing and that sort of thing. And there was one family in particular that we worked with that adopted all these children who had really tragic childhoods. Wow. And uh, they just showed such love to these kids that made just a world of difference in their lives. And you could tell that.
1: And you were able to capture that on camera, I mean. Yeah, we I find... actually lived with them for oh, several uh, yeah. days or yeah. weeks, actually we went out yeah. several different times.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually lived with them and in the middle mm-hmm. of the night, we'd get woken up with uh, something going on with one of the kids or something see. like that. And so we were able to show all of that right. and uh, show the kind of love that is out there for people mm-hmm. who are mm-hmm. really challenged in a lot of ways. And especially for kids, yeah. it gives yeah. them some hope for their future.
1: Now that would make sense to people who know you coming from that background because you're a very heart-centered guy and it's one of the reasons why we wanted to talk to you was to get get to find out so that our listeners and our viewers could understand the Douglas Vernon that we know because I find it quite amazing actually that that because of my upbringing and because of a lot of men's upbringing it tends to be very macho the man has to follow this macho kind of a role, do you know? Now I don't mean feminine, don't get me wrong, no. uh, but uh, you're very heart-centered. Do you think that originated from that experience in the television in Portland, like from that?
0: I do, and also I was uh, married at the time uh, to a woman who was really aware of feminine issues and that sort of thing. Right, And I actually marched with Now and you know, donated money and stuff to them and that sort of thing because I was, she, I mean, if she hadn't been patient enough to teach me in a lot of ways so I could understand that, you know, they have a right to their lives as well, we don't have to be the ones in charge of their lives. They need to be in charge of theirs. And the more I've discovered about uh, what goes on in life in general Mm. is that the clearer we are in ourselves, the more available we are to other people and, uh, um,
1: to be in, in loving space. Wow. Now, how did that all change? Like what happened to the whole television work, uh, documentary business that you were in, that changed, that brought you to bend and into what you do now?
0: Well, I, uh, actually what the major change in my life and probably the, one of the most beautiful things was, was when I got to the end of my television career, I knew it was over. I, I had arthritis in my wrist and, uh, was not able to carry the camera much anymore oh, okay. and yeah. I was just burned out doing it. And mm-hmm. so I sought something else. And I said, yeah. I want something that I, that I can love as much as I do yeah. working, doing documentaries and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and at about the same time, I was getting a divorce and I was in a men's group and in the men's group, uh, there was a, a just some wonderful people and Mm. one I was telling him, I said, well, I think maybe I'd probably benefit from uh, some therapy or something like that. So I asked and this guy says, well, I've got a friend who's got a, uh, her boyfriend is, Learning this uh, process, and he's looking for clients to work with, and so okay, that was I convenient. Went, oh, it was wonderful, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I I can't tell you how wonderful it was. I mean, I can tell you yeah. how wonderful it was. Yeah. Uh, it was he was a Hakomi student, which Hakomi is a body-centered psychotherapy, okay. and he was just a, a, so incredible. At, he, he had been a bartender. That was his background. Wow. And he was learning this yeah. process, which yeah, yeah, yeah. just blew me away. I mean, every time I went there, things changed in my life Gosh. because... I had so much stuff going on yeah. that I hadn't realized. But don't they
1: say that the bartender is probably the best psychotherapist? You know, the one who's listening. To <laughs> well, I never him. thought of it that way, but you're probably right. <laughs> He's probably well suited for. Well, it. Well, he was also an alcoholic before
0: that. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, it was. It was a pretty fascinating yeah. guy, and yeah. I thought, well, if he can do that, maybe I can. Sure. That was after I'd gone through yeah, yeah. fifteen or more sessions, and he said I was basically done. Yeah. Uh, but one of the stories that I love to tell is that one of the things that happened to me on my third session I go in and I really don't have anything I'm not thinking about what what I need to work on or anything mm-hmm. He just that's fine mm-hmm. he says so just allow yourself and what you do is just get mindful and go inside and sit with yourself and uh, I did that and the word lonely came up and that didn't fit for
1: you, I imagine, at the time.
0: No, it did actually. Oh, it did. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it, when I probably in that moment I didn't tie it with anything, but gotcha. boy, when it became clear, yes, it was obvious. So I sat with that, and then the next thing, I'm sitting with that, and he says, "Okay, just sit with the word lonely and notice what happens yes. in your body and that sort of thing." And so I'm as I'm there, the next thing, I come to a. Um, find myself in a camp or basically it was a campground where we used to go um, play with some friends of ours and okay. that sort of thing, yep. not too far from town. Mm-hmm. And what happened was is that I'm on one side of the creek and they're on the other side of the creek. All the kids are playing baseball and I said, well, I want to be with them. And okay. so he says, well, just allow yourself to be in that little kid and notice what goes on. Yeah. The next thing I notice, I'm in a crib, and I'm bawling my brains
1: out. Now, just to cut across for a moment so I understand, you weren't in a past life regression type of no, thing. No, 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 no. That's not what it was. This was s- it hypnosis? No, it wasn't
0: hypnosis. It's just being very mindful of what's going on in you. And okay. The the, the guy acts as a guide just kind of notices what's going on with me and kind of keeps me focused on it so So that I'm not... guiding you along. Cut away, you know, how Mm. we try and get away from anything that's painful or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just, he's guiding me there and just basically you just be still and notice what's going on. And and here I am in the crib. Yeah. And I'm bawling and I understand from some of the stories that I was very colicky as a baby. And what I realize is that Back when I was in that crib, I, had, I made a decision that I couldn't be with other people. I had to take care of myself. Right. Nobody else would be there, because I
1: was crying and nobody would
0: come. Right, so this is the but, setting I mean, up They the... probably did a lot,
1: but <laughs> it was sure. so much of it. Yes, but, the general overall imprint that was left was one of being lonely. Exactly, and so as soon as I realized oh, that, it changed. Geez, yes. I didn't feel lonely. I felt connected with people yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, yeah. It was just so. Well, would well, you know something? As you're talking this out now, I have to say, uh, many of our listeners and, and viewers would know because we've mentioned it many times, that uh, my past, um, I lost my first son died when he was four months old, and he died on my birthday. Now, in in the same way, trying to come to terms with that, trying to figure out why did he die and why me, and you know, because I, I didn't, I was a kind of a, a person who, in a sense understood karma, and so I was using that to say to myself, you know, I'm not a murderer, I'm not an alcoholic or a rapist, or so, right. so why, why, why did it happen to me? <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong, you right. know what I mean? And yet, years and years of this sorrow was on, on top of me, you see? But in the analysis of it, just like you, now I didn't go down a mainline uh, um, psychotherapy route or anything, it was just a kind of a realizations that were coming over time, was the word abandonment. Ah. it's the same as what you're talking about there, yeah. you know, the loneliness. Exactly. Now, but the, the loneliness, I think, is slightly different. So for me, the abandonment, though, was very interesting because I felt that my son Ryan had abandoned me, mm. you know. And in that same way, all the other incidences in my life were coming to me to where I could put that label on it. I could say, God, that was abandonment. Yeah. That was abandonment. That was abandonment, you know? So I began to recognize that he, I had an abandonment issue. <laughs> yeah. Do You see? But like, like I you, had a loneliness issue. Like yeah. you. Yeah. When, when it comes to the surface, you know, when it comes up to that level of awareness. recognition, of awareness, then it dissolves because it's like, you got it.
0: Right. You it's, got it. Yeah, it's, you know? it's amazing. And, and that's yeah. one of the things that I've learned is that we carry all of this stuff in our body we have yeah. stuckness of energy all over, yeah. and it's for very good reason that it, we didn't know how to deal with it then, so it had to be kind of put in the back burner, if you will. Sure, had because somewhere. I don't know what to
1: do with it, yes. uh, otherwise I'll die, you know, so I'm yeah, just yeah. gonna tuck it yeah, away, yeah, so. Yeah. Not knowing that it would come up later at some point, or it well, would have some kind of an influence. Not. Yeah, but it would. It, I it, was
0: fortunate enough that I,
1: was well, wow. led that direction to a certain yeah, degree. Yeah, I found that the the issue for me of abandonment was always there somewhere <laughs> in the background, or it was somewhere lingering, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't in my face. You know, as time went on, I was able to say, "Oh, that's why." Now it makes sense. Right. You. So I think it doesn't ever go away, even though we put it into our bodies, metaphorically speaking. We, you know, even though we we put it away, yeah, it doesn't ever go away. Right. Completely. No, it that's does the, not. What I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And
0: that's what led to the process that I'm doing now, but we'll get into that
1: more we'll later. We'll get into that in so. <laughs> a because one of the questions that I wanted to ask Douglas Vernon, which I found really amazing, was when you mentioned earlier, when you first came in and we were talking about television and studios and all that kind of thing, you mentioned that you were an inventor. Yes, 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 Now, I love the thought of that. I mean, I well, don't even know where one would begin. So tell us I Well
0: I just love creating things and I see some areas where there might be something that's needed. Like when I was in television, they were looking for a program. Hmm. Well, I thought, well, why don't I create a program? Right. So I started, okay. it came to me and basically what I did was I'd lay in my bed at night sometimes and hmm. i just allow the creative juices to flow and this thought came to me on the spot. Right. So I got up and I wrote down some yeah. things. and. Then I started expanding on it over time. And I started asking people, what, what do you think of this and that? And right. I got feedback and I got more feedback, more right. feedback. So yeah. it's kept expanding. Yeah. And that's one of the things too, that I'm realizing now that's happening in my life is The expansion is just incredible, because I don't have all these stuck energies in me now. I'm more creative now than I ever was. In fact, I call myself a a, a spiritual
1: inventor now. Oh, that's (laughs) very cool. I like that. I like that. That that is so cool. Now we've we're all familiar with the kind of inventors, like new technologies coming out all the time. Do you think that that's a fundamental part of the, the human to be? creative like that and that everybody should be like that. But at the moment we're only getting little pockets of certain people in certain countries who are creative like that. It's
0: funny you should ask that. One of the things that in the process of uh, evolutionary self healing that came to me was that we have technology now that's just Mm. exploding. And part of that is, Mm -hmm. is that because the expansion of the universe is happening, Mm. It's also happening within us, Hmm. but we have a mind and we can shunt off some of this stuff that's stuck in us or whatever, but the technology, it's just there. and There are people who are clear and they see these things and the ideas and they come up with them and that's why computers and technology are just going nuts right now because the energy is here for that. And it happens much faster too, doesn't it? Than ever before. It is because we have a mind that holds us back. Explain See, that. Explain. Well what happens is with technology is that people continue to work on things and just fine-tune them fine-tune them and well, you can tell by technology with what's happened with com- what's happened with computers in the last 20 years how sure. much they've expanded. God, it's that's what happens because we got different ideas and we aren't held up by the stuff that's stuck in us. Right. we can go ahead and do that. but our own minds hold us back in our own growth. okay our own mind and our mind body. Because right. this stuff. stores all that stuff, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, Got some yeah. similar cellular yeah, things yeah. like in our brain yeah. and that sort of thing. Well, you mentioned about
1: coming up with a solution for a program, but give us some other little um, short stories of some of the things you've invented. Um,
0: well, one of the things was when I did the Hokomi training, Okay. I realized that it doesn't take a four or six-year degree to be someone who can help somebody else. Okay. And basically the training, most of the training is, is getting out of your own way. Okay. So you learn about all these things that are going on in you What's, right. while we're going through our training, that's yeah. what we are working on is ourselves. Okay. And so we're releasing all of this yeah. information and everything. Yeah. And I want to tell you one story in particular that uh, in the Hakomi training, I was working with a student and I went back to a time when I was five or six, and I gave up being a healer.
1: When you were five or six?
0: Yeah. I realized that I had done that. And my body started shaking for two hours. Was I, this a sat memory? sat with
1: me through was lunch, it, huh? Was this a memory that you were... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I made a decision that I, yeah. I was not going to be a healer because oh, whatever was happening dear. in my life at that time. Yeah. And so my body release that negative energy that has been stuck there in 2 hours I was sitting there with other students sat through me with sat with me through lunch as my body vibrated and just released that energy and then I was able to become the healer that I was meant to be
1: interesting yeah
0: so anyway you were asking about it was an invention inventions right? yeah. Yeah. um so one of the things of the hokomi process I thought yeah. Well, why not get this into the prisons and that sort of thing and help mm. people who are, are having some real challenges? Mm. We could train mm. very easily mm. some of the people in there that are going to be there for a while and have some, some, mm. some talent that might be, mm. be able to focus in that way. So we train them and they work with other prisoners and the prisoners get to understand more about who they are and expand oh, their oh, possibilities and then some of the ones that are coming out, yeah. you know, yeah. have a way to go and... And, and I'm uh,
1: just curious, uh, when, when you were doing the, the prison thing, was that like a one-to-one where you physically would do this training with a prisoner? Or did you fall back on your television experience and do it by way of video or... No, just, I, I think it, was, it has to be
0: individual, to right? Uh, yeah. primarily because uh, the little self needs to, to yeah. understand more about themselves right? before they can go anywhere. Yes, yes, uh, yes. If we're stuck in all those old old memories
1: and yeah. stuff, we're not going to be ever become our big yeah. self. Isn't it interesting though that you mentioned about technology and how it's moving exponentially. But at the same time there's always that need. It always falls back to that need for the human contact, you know. And that's a perfect example of it. Absolutely. That, yeah, where the, you you do need and and people do need that one-on-one yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's so important is yeah.
0: you have somebody one person that believes in you. Yeah. And then you start learning
1: to believe in yourself and then yeah. you can go out and believe in yourself in the world. Yeah. I think all the online training in the world is great and all the video training and all that is all great. But there comes a time when you you must fall back to that one on one. And that's Well and I think a lot of meditation and that sort of thing. Helps people
0: in that way too. It gets them clearer about who they are because they're allowed to be still and not be stuck in the brain uh, with all kinds of monkey mind, if you will. Sure. You've heard that term, I'm sure. It's a big one. (laughs)
1: Let us take this opportunity to remind you that we're speaking with Douglas Vernon, who's from Bend, Oregon, and at the end of the program, we are going to ask him for his contact details because people do need that contact and they would like to hear more about the process that you use and so on. We will be talking about more about that when we come back. But first we must take a quick little studio break. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this.
2: Hi, I'm Anne Rosa Grady and i'm here to talk to you tonight about the work that i've done for the past 20 years being a reader of the akashic records predominantly i've evolved to this work through many years of meditation and uh, being taken to other worlds and found that we all have a library in spirit that contains our soul's journey through all of our lifetimes on this planet and others through my work I enjoy helping other people find their soul purpose, look at their spirit, help them through their challenges, understand their relationships, and guide them to fulfill their highest soul purpose. I've written two books on this subject, one's called The Time of Change, and those were predominantly group sessions that we did when people had bigger spiritual questions for the problems in their lives, such as, uh, what about the financial collapse? What about uh, 2012? What about healing? What happens when people commit suicide? Things like this that became the basis for uh, group sessions that began in 2009 and continue to this day. The first book, A Time of Change, deals with questions that happened before 2012 and some leading into what would happen after. And the second book, The Nature of Reality, deals with questions people asked about consciousness, what is God, what's the origin of creation, what, is it, what about time and dimensions, what about dreams, why do we dream, and love and miracles and topics such as that. I'm also a personal Akashic Record Consultant And I'm also a business consultant through the Akashic Records. I feel these ways of going into the records and helping people in their personal lives and in their business adds an extra extra sacred dimension to their life here. If you're interested in seeing more about my work, you can go to angalerose.com or worldofempowerment.com. You're very welcome back. Hanno here with my guest today, who is
1: Douglas Vernon from Bend. And we've been speaking about his background, which was in the television documentary side of business. And he moved from that into the healing and the the, uh, self-help business, really. And uh, I'm delighted that he's here because I've been trying to track him down for quite some time to talk about his work particularly, but also how the work that he's doing is part of a magnificent, bigger picture, really, what you're doing. You're very representative, I think, of what's happening on a a global, universal scale. And, you know, even though you might feel that when you're working one-on-one with somebody, that it's a small, very small-scale thing, but in fact, you're tapped into something that's very huge. Tell us a little bit about that well it was, it's something that came to me um, I was
0: fortunate enough to work with a gentleman who wrote a book series on evolution, okay and what he what he wrote opened the possibilities that I had never thought mm. even possible right and uh it gave me a perspective that wasn't that was more likely what happened in our evolution than what we've been taught through our religious dogma and that sort of thing
1: are you referring to zachariah sitchin's work and all of that extraterrestrial origins of mankind or no no you're (laughs) gonna have to to tell us no he he, uh (laughs) daryl wrote
0: daryl oaks is the author of the book series and um he talks about the process and the pattern of evolution and gets into all kinds of different things but the the key thing was that we are now realizing how connected we are okay uh, gotcha and one of the things is when I was doing research, I discovered that uh in nineteen o six there were I'm saying back in the 1900s, early 1900s, there was a, a close to 2,000, maybe, churches. You mean different denominations? Different denominations. Okay, yeah. And do yeah. you know how many there are
1: today? Ooh, I don't know. Are there more or less now? That's a good one. A lot more. Oh, isn't that interesting? Over 34,000. Wow. Now. So explain
0: that. Well, one of the things... I, I did not realize that. I I looked it up and I was just blown away by it. But the thing that made more sense to me is do you know what the root word is for denomination? Denom? Denom Divisive.
1: Oh really? So
0: here we are with all this division going on and And we're multiplying. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. God, I never realized that. this whole aspect of what he brought to it is that when we start realizing how connected we are, we can have all the religions we want, but the thing that we need to understand is that it's all about self, and it's about how we connect with one another, with our environment, with everything. It's not about being individual and pulled away and... I got to get this. This is yeah. greedy and this, yeah. you know, we don't have to go through any of that. Yes. We can learn
1: to love and connect with one another. And, and now here, I you look got, at your breathing. I've got a big because <laughs> I've got a big question for yeah. you here and you know, please understand this. We we like you are aware of consciousness and the Absolutely. growth of awareness and all of that and how that is exponential too. Right. But here's my question around it. If on the one hand you have all this new division as you called it, all these denominations and at the same time you have this growth of awareness like are they still competing at the same level like is it is it do you understand my question if, if all this division is happening, is that overcoming any growth of awareness or is the growth of awareness overcoming all these divisions? I think the growth of
0: awareness is overcoming all the divisions because I think what's happening, and you see it in all the churches about just about, almost yeah. all of them are yeah. losing people. Right, or People are leaving or trying another. I mean, I, I've yes. tried three or four different religions. Yes,
2: you yes, know, yes, yes, yes. Uh,
1: and <laughs> I always found that it, there was something missing. I'm laughing because I could tell you a story about my brother. When we were much younger, we were, I think I was like 18 years old, and he was 20. And he was working in Scotland and I had just left school in Ireland and I I'd, I'd found uh, work in the oil fields in the North Sea. So I found myself flying into Edinburgh uh, and, and I'd stay with him one night before leaving for the oil rigs the next morning, you see. So each time I'd go to him, he was in a different religion he was experimenting with different <laughs> yeah. so one time he'd say i'd say to him let's go for a few drinks oh no i can't drink it i don't drink my religion right, right. <laughs> the next time i'd go he'd say oh i'm only allowed to have wine i'm not allowed to <laughs> <laughs> next time next time we'd go on the tear and we'd have a lot of drinks you know so it's very... so you you
0: see how many different things <laughs> yeah. can happen with all these 34,000 yeah. plus religions
1: yes all different ways of looking yes. at life and well, each one powerful enough to influence the people to commit them to things that don't make sense. Yeah. Like one minute my brother was drinking, which, and he had no problem with it. The next moment he wasn't because he did have a big problem with it. Right. And it was only just the thought that made those differences. Exactly. He belonged to this religion and that was the end of it. Right. It was It was strange, the power of it. I can recognize that. I did that yeah, too. Yeah. 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 Very yeah. much so. And now I
0: realize how important is. To be spiritual in myself and be connected with each and everybody, regardless of what their religion is yeah. or any of that, they're perfectly okay right where they are. Yes, and I can love them that way. Yeah, and whether they love me or not, that's up to them. But right. I have the capacity. Yeah, the greater capacity in myself now mm. that I can connect with people in a much more loving way. Right, without being judgmental or.
1: Yeah. Uh, vindictive or now those like very the way you describe that is that something that any of those religions teach not from my experience yeah not yeah. mine either yeah so I wonder what, what is the draw then for them like in order to found a church of one kind or another there must be some draw you know if, if there's 34,000 churches there must be some attraction comfort they get comfort from
0: it and part of that is that is that they've got all this pain right. stored in their bodies. Right. And so why not yes. go to this religion where I can feel better? That's what they're looking for, some way to feel better. But when you start feeling better about yourself inside, yeah. you don't need a religion. It's okay if you're in one, it doesn't matter, oh. because you can connect in any way you want. Yes, But having that deeper compassion, mm. that deeper uh, richness, yeah. That deeper expansion in your life—you mm-hmm.
1: don't need a religion for that. We can all be shepherds; we don't have to be sheep. Now, Doug—is—is is there any problem with that on the level of it? In—in in other words, what I'm asking you is: if somebody needs that comfort and they find it in a religion, like—is—isn't that okay? In that moment. Oh, absolutely! I mean, yeah. I, that's what I did. I
0: found yeah, it yeah. in all the different ones that right, I did. I right. did a wide variety. Raised Catholic, was right. became Assembly of God, a Holy Roller type. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. New Thought, you know, yeah. all of those things. Yeah. And yeah, I, ke- I just kept looking. I right. kept looking, and I think that's part of what's happening now with the yeah. expansion. We know the universe is expanding. Right. They say it's expanding faster and faster, and we're part of that. Yeah. We are connected with source energy so okay. we are experiencing the same thing and so yeah. we are learning that we can be more right we aren't limited right
1: yeah, yeah. we are unlimited yeah, yeah now you see this is why i wanted douglas to come in today and talk to us because i knew there was these beautiful gems of wisdom they're very comforting what what you're saying because we know and most people do know that people are searching more and more and they're not finding it in those conventional places Correct. They really aren't. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard also with with technology and devices, electronic devices and wireless and all kinds of great technology on, on a level. But on the other side of it, there's no answers there. There's no answers there. So where do you think the answers are coming from? Now, I know you, you kept referring to your heart, right? I mean, I, I saw that. But like from, from a, a, you mentioned source, a source god. Like, can you just clarify a little bit of that for us
0: yeah one of the things is is all these things that are going on is I call it containment okay because we
1: that's who we are
0: until we know differently and when we came into this planet it wasn't like that we were free I mean you see kids they're just free they do things they play they have all kinds of fun and everything and yet we start getting all of these inputs from church, from family members, from peers, from school, yeah. that just start downsizing us yes. in as to who we are. Yes. So we, the religion looks good because I get these nice feelings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But after a while, that goes away huh. because all this other stuff is still there. Mm. And so by expanding ourselves and, and getting rid of that, Stuck energy in there, we begin to flow. We begin to allow. What I do is, I
1: just allow Source to flow through me now. But is that a conscious choice? Like, do you do you actually say to that? Right, I'm I'm now going to allow Source to flow through me. Is is it at that place, or is it something that's automatic? Do you know what I mean? It, I don't don't know that it's. It, I'm sure it's probably
0: automatic for some people, right? Um, and they. May not even understand it, but it, it, I, I'm mm-hmm. sure that it's that way because they yeah. just have a clear yeah. sense about themselves. Yeah, yeah. And for me, when I, I, one of the things I did was a Buddhist retreat, and I started running this white energy mm-hmm. light from head to toe and back and forth mm-hmm. through my body and kind of find out where all the stuckness was and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then after having done the evolutionary stuff, I was laying in bed one morning and I'm running the white light and I said, well, why don't you just run source energy? You know what that is now oh, that I have yeah. studied the evolutionary yeah. part. And so yeah. I realized how much uh, is available to us that mm. we're just unaware of. Right. I mean, 4%, mm. we know about 4% of our sure. universe, yeah. So 96% is this yeah. dark energy or subtle energies yeah. that yeah. we have no clue about. Yeah. So I yeah. ta- I've started tapping into that. Okay. And I worked with it for a year just to really get a good sense. And one of the things I noticed that what happened for me is that my body started vibrating and shaking and does kind of all kinds of different things because it's releasing some of those stuck energies. Yes. Yeah, And it does it. With my subconscious and unconscious Mm -hmm. working with source energy. Because I don't know what's going on. You know, I just trust
1: that the universe wants the highest and greatest good for me. So I allow that to happen. Highest and greatest good for you but also the highest and greatest good for everybody. Exactly. Now, this was a huge issue for a number of people. One time I remember when Angel Rose was doing an interview and the interviewer said, you know, if somebody broke into my house and, you know, threatened my wife and kids, I'd I'd shoot them, you know, or <laughs> I'd, I'd put them into jail and I would not forgive them ever, 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 right? right? And I could understand on the level where that came from. Sure. But what you're saying is, if Source wishes... The ultimate happiness for you, it must also it want the same ultimate happiness for, for him or her or everybody. Absolutely. Irrespective of what this they, they find themselves doing in the moment. And we've evolved we to a point where it's more practical that we can do it. That's superb forgiveness though, yeah. isn't that? just Absolutely. amazing forgiveness. Now one of the things that we always try to do as well. Uh, you know, we talked about uh, consciousness and where there's this growth of awareness seemingly on this side, you know, and I'm, I'm only just drawing these parallels so we can understand it. Seemingly on this side and then there's the divide and then there's all this negativity going on here, right? So Which is a great way for the world to continue if it wants to be continually divided. The unification comes with that forgiveness that says, you know, everybody on that side needs, deserves just the same amount of love as, as I or Absolutely. you or me or anybody. So there's no sides. Everybody is equal. We're all one, exactly, which is beautiful. But one of the things that we like to do is rather than talk about negativity and rather than dwell on it, we always like to provide some threads of solutions, you know, for these kinds of things. And that's why I was fascinated with you with being an inventor because that's what you do. You, you invent solutions. Now, when you described the source of energy coming out of white light and all of that, can you give our listeners and our viewers an idea of how you would do that? I mean, I know I want mm-hmm. them to contact you because I, I think you're absolutely amazing, but just give people an idea so that they don't think, "Oh, I'm going to involve myself now in a thousand dollars worth of therapy, and you know, I'm, I'm it's going to take me two years of, you know." So give us some idea what's involved, and if if it's something that anybody can do at home themselves.
0: Well, the white light basically was a came out of the Buddhist retreat. And what they do is they talk about just experience as much as you possibly can. A white light coming down from the top of your head, going through, and just start noticing if there's any thoughts or anything that goes on Hmm. where it feels like it's stuck and allow it to work there. Just cleansing basically. And you go all the way through the body and down to the your toes and then you come back and they start out very slowly doing that. Mm. When I was going through the process, I've learned all kinds of different techniques. So I started running it fast already and (laughs) that's where we got to. And they they told me I wasn't supposed to do that, but Uh, I I trusted my own inner self as to do that. So you run the light back and forth and Mm. somehow or another, that white light healing light Mm. basically, Mm. uh, triggers things in your body that re- helps that release. Right.
1: Is it something that you can do unsupervised? Oh, you know, absolutely. I mean, like if you did I start shaking, been... <laughs> for example, or yeah, releasing stuff. let it go. I mean, do okay. it. Shake all you
0: want. So you don't
1: need somebody saying, you know, looking over you. Think
0: wrist. about it with, with what animals do in the wild. Yes. They are out there, and if they get scared, fight, flight, or freeze, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what we do a lot when we're little as we freeze mm-hmm. cuz we don't know what to do with it especially when we're 1 to 2 years old we've developed all these things yeah. but our brain hasn't activated enough to figure out how things work so we've right. got all this stuck energy from 0 to 2 years old yes not you know if there's past life stuff there that's there too but yeah. it's nothing like what we have in our present life right so you've got all this stuckness that's there and it has nowhere to go I get you. So when we get to be two years old, we've already accumulated a ton of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it takes a while to get rid of that. But yeah. any, there's different processes that people use. Do you think that accumulates also from lifetime to lifetime as well? I think it can. I have right. no doubt that it possibly can. Right. But I think there's also some interrelations. It's like when you've got something where you've got abuse, or let's just mm-hmm. say abuse for one reason or another, mm-hmm. and then other things happen in your life where you mm-hmm. see somebody else mm-hmm. that gets mm-hmm. abused, all of that just piles up right. in that same place. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a pinball machine. When you're yeah. trying to uh, live this life, you've got all these things that are triggered in you that send you this way and that way, and it goes back to the monkey mind. you just going crazy. Right. you're not not allowed to be able to relax and just notice what's going on and that you're safe right now because we weren't safe when that happened yes but we are safe now yeah and we don't realize it but because anything can trigger it. you talk about patterns you know yeah people who marry five or six times seven times eight times whatever yeah. they' just going through the same routine over and over and yeah. over and that's where their learning is right. They don't have to do that, but yeah. they don't seek or find other mm-hmm. ways to mm-hmm. move forward, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things I feel blessed is that I've continually just mm-hmm. tried different things, and mm-hmm. you know I always pick up a little bit from everything. But right, um, yeah. I like to keep trying things. I like to
1: keep doing new things and different things, and see how's that feel. It feels fantastic, <laughs> and we are going to take another little break here usually we would be finishing here but i am so interested in keeping you on if you don't mind to go into a third segment here because i really want to find out more about these techniques and how it helps people to really become aware of what's going on and to release this stuff in the body so stay with us we we will come back but before we go at this stage would you give some kind of contact details how people might be able to get in touch with you before we we go into the next segment
0: sure They can uh, reach me through my email if they want, and it's Vernon, V-E-R-N-O-N-D, as in David, or Douglas, (laughs) K-V, my initials, at
1: yahoo.com. So that's Vernon, D-K-V, at at yahoo.com. Super. We'll be right back after this. Why would you come to Ireland just to drive along our country roads, just to marvel at our historic sites? or stand and stare at our statues we want you to jump in or even jump on ride like the wind be swept up by our history and dazzled by our stories let them speak to you captivate you oh she's smitten go on jump into ireland visit ireland.com Oh as a (laughs) submariner you are very welcome back my name is Ahanu and with me is Douglas Vernon and we've chosen to go into a third segment with this because we were uncovering some really amazing techniques that you have found and that you use in your life and that are a great benefit to people. And also I wanted him to come in because I knew these things about you only because of you being so heart-centered, but I was never able to actually talk to you in depth so as to right. find out like what it is that you do. You know, Because you've got a lovely countenance about you, I have to say. It's it's like a healed countenance. It's a lovely thing. (laughs) I'm grateful. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. So in this segment, we want to drill down now a little bit deeper into your your favorite, is it a technique that you use? Tell me about it. It's basically just a guided
0: meditation. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, it's called uh, Evolutionary Self-Healing. Okay. And self is S-E-L-F, Source. Energy, evidence, no? source, energy, life force, which is who we are Very cool. and our connection with the power that yeah. source is. Yes. So source, energy, life force. And that's where I've gone from my little self to that's all caps, my big self. Yes. yes. And that was part of Daryl's writing. Is he came up with that acronym, which I just loved and he said mm-hmm. I could use it.
1: Right and Well, just so that people know, we did have the great privilege of interviewing Daryl Oaks. And if you search back in the archives under Daryl, D-A-R-Y-L-O-C-H-S, you yeah. will find him. And it was a great interview. And he did talk a lot about his work, actually. And we were very privileged to have him here. So Well, I was very privileged to be able to edit his work.
0: Yeah, this was yeah, uh, yeah. mind-blowing for me. Yes. And I'm ever so grateful. So anyway... Uh, what came to me when I was running the white light is why not run source energy? So I started running source energy and for a whole year, every day, I would run source energy. Mm-hmm. And what I realized that was very similar to the Hokomi work that I did, is that my body would release energy. Mm. It would jerk or you know spasm or whatever. Yeah. And so I realized that this is a way to also release
1: some of that stuck energy in our body. Mm-hmm. So, um, and did you find over time that like the spasms or the shakes were getting less and less as you released, or were they getting more and more? Or
0: um, I would say they were probably fairly consistent, and I okay. think maybe that is is about balance mm. that mm. Uh, source will only go so far, right. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because it doesn't want doesn't it's want to short, yeah, you know, short circuit us, and it's not going to kill you trying to heal you, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, um, what I what I discovered, and, and I'll tell you, it's just been phenomenal to me, is that I have expanded myself in ways that I never thought possible. Uh, things have started happening in my life. Uh, I'll give you a few stories and that sort of thing. One is that, you know, how people say, they look into the mirror and they say, I love you. Yes. And, and you're talking to yourself, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've done that. Mm but I was actually out walking with my dog one day and I just was hit by this energy and my body just glowed and Mm -hmm. felt so great, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I realized I did love myself. It wasn't just words, it was a feeling. And that's part of what this is about, is the whole body being connected with your mind and your heart and all that, yeah. yeah. So. That was uh, just one thing. Another thing was, is I had um, a friend that had written a book and said, well, why don't you write a book? And I said, well, I really love editing I've got no desire to write a book. Mm-hmm. Three weeks later, I sat down and started writing a book. Three weeks after that, I had a rough draft. Oh, It was just, it just poured Fantastic. out. Fantastic. I, I mean, and do you think that was a result of this oh, clearing this? Absolutely the clearer we become in our body, mm-hmm. the more capabilities and, and yeah. possibilities we have. It's just exponential uh, yeah. from my experience. There's so many ways that I have grown mm-hmm. from this uh, in, in the group that we're in together actually. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd have seen me three or four years ago, mm-hmm. uh, five years ago probably, I wasn't anything like I am now. Yeah, I can it's understand that. The expansion has happened. Mm. And I just so much enjoy my life and the richness of it and my connection with other people. It's just, it's just phenomenal what it's done for me. And that's I've amazing. got groups now that I uh, do basic guided meditation and get them in touch with that energy that's within mm-hmm. them.
1: And they're finding changes in their lives as well. I'm going to say something that I've never said before, and and this is and our our, our audio listeners won't be able to witness this, but certainly our video li- uh, viewers will be able to witness this. But I've noticed that when you're talking about this kind of thing, you just glow. You you you're, you're you look younger. Yeah. Your whole self, your whole demeanor, your character glows it changes and you're lighter and then if we t- change the subject i noticed it when we were talking about negativity earlier on you know i noticed it it was you seemed heavier and older you know yeah if it's possible in those yeah, few moments <laughs> and, uh, and i that's part of our, the body memory yes yeah. <laughs> yeah but when you were in that space you know when you said you were walking your dog and you felt you loved yourself oh my god seriously doug you, you your whole self just went into a, a place of Like you were like a child with a new toy. Oh, yeah. Do you know? That's what I get from this is just such
0: great joy and ecstasy. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't have the hang-ups that I used to have. Yeah. And I, a good example uh, probably of this is that I also love my wife more than I ever have. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. about her. It was about me. used to be, uh, you know, that friction that goes on in a couple and that sort of thing. Yeah. I don't experience that nearly as much as I used oh. to. It's much more clear. I have this yeah. great love for her mm. and she has no clue about what I do. And it doesn't matter yes. because we're connected yeah. in a way that we can share. Sure. And I can love myself. and Makes sense. It doesn't make any difference. Makes sense. Yeah.
1: Now something that troubles a lot of people all over the world is this issue of money. And, yeah, and I'm only bringing it up now you see how your attitude changed it's yeah. interesting how, but I'm only bringing it up because I want to see is there some way to bring this technique that you talked about the S-E-L-F that self what was the full name of it? Evolutionary Self Healing Evolutionary Self Healing and self-healing. it's about healing all yeah, the stuff that's but I want to see this. is there some way that that could be used to help people who are experiencing real life issues with money, you know, shortage of money, not enough to feed the kids, can't pay their rent, their mortgage, whatever, you know. How, how do they relate? Well, I think it,
0: it's, it's huge and I don't know for sure yet because I'm still waiting for that to happen. Uh, but I'm not hung up on it. I don't, right. I'm taken care of, I don't need to worry about that. Um, and I want to share this as much as I possibly can with mm. other people. I love doing, what I do is basically a guided meditation. And the first part of the guided meditation is a general healing. We just allow source self, uh, source energy, life force, and our subconscious unconscious work together to clean out some of that stuck energy. Because most of it we don't need. It's something from the past. Well, that's
1: why I asked, you see what I'm trying to get at here is, and, and I'm wondering, is the issue of money that so many are experiencing, shortage of money that so many people are experiencing, could that also be part of that stuck energy? Oh, God, yes. So when you it's run this... part of our belief system. Yes, so yes. when you run this source energy then, and it, and it wipes it away, it's not that you are coming up with some practical way to save money on your grocery bill or reduce your interest rate here. It's that those things automatically get resolved because you have changed. Right. Is that? Am I putting my finger more or less on what's happening?
0: I think that's true. And the thing is, it's not an overnight thing. Gotta remember, we had all this wounding through our, our whole childhood and yes. young adulthood. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now yeah. we're trying to dissipate it. Well, so it source a is, lot of life Wouldn't time time it be time. nice if source came in, and went, "Okay, <laughs> you're all you're all sorted. you can be right now," you know? <laughs> but then yeah. there wouldn't be much life, so that we yeah. just we keep to get. Yeah. keep growing and expanding and
1: yeah. moving forward. And... So there's another question. And, you know, I, I really appreciate mm-hmm. you taking the brunt of these. Because, and I know you weren't expecting any of this. But do you think that that's what this life is about? That you, we would get all these challenges as children purposely to find the solution that source solves them all? Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things that was probably the biggest
0: thing in my life that held me back was I was uh, sexually abused by a a friend of the family, a male friend of the family. Right. So I had all these doubts and everything. And yeah, yeah. for, till I was in my early forties, mm. I was powerless. Yeah. But when I started realizing that I had that, that strength within me, I became powerful. And I overcame that and right. I am grateful for it because mm. if I hadn't had that, I don't know if I'd be where I am today. Yes, yes. So. Yes. in some ways I'm grateful for
1: it I hate to see that it happens to people but it you know, does but yeah. we're bigger than that Yes. it's funny that you should word it in that way because a number of weeks ago Angel Rose and I were talking about in this dimensional space it seems that we only learn through adversity like for example she tells the story of when she was 18 uh, she was just 19 years of age and she got married and three months later, her husband, her new husband was shot and killed just three months after they were married. Mm. But she said that tragic and all as that was and very traumatic, of course, at the time, that's what started her on her Seek, her seeking her journey her searching for like, wh- and the same with me I mentioned yeah. about my son right. why did he die why did it happen to me what, what's going on can I talk to him or her are they still there you know do they do they cross that veil and, and speak to us you know what exactly is going on and then that all kind of comes to the place where you ask yourself well, well who am I you know and what am I doing here exactly so, so it's 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 strange how We do seem to learn by adversity, but I also subscribe to the belief that we don't need to learn through diversity. uh,
0: We get it regardless of whether we want to go through it or not. It happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it may be just little things even that we make decisions around that get stuck in us. Yes. I mean, it just amazes me some of the things that have come up in my life. And I go, why would that be a big issue? Yeah but to the body and the mind body,
1: it's a big issue. Right, yeah. It's stuck. makes sense, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think there are any other ways to remove that stuckness other than the way you've described?
0: Oh, I think there's a lot of ways out there. Um, There are so many different... I mean, think about all the people that are here. We all Mm -hmm. have different journeys. Mm -hmm. As long as we're seeking and looking for that change... We're gonna be led to that. Okay. If we're not yes. seeking it, we're gonna be stuck. We're right. gonna be going through those same patterns that we've gone through, mm-hmm. gone through. maybe mm-hmm. next lifetime or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll have to go through it again and we'll figure that out.
1: Yeah. But yeah. why not do it this lifetime? Why not indeed, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. a beautiful note to leave on. We do have to draw to a close. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking mm-hmm. with Doug Vernon today. Give the contact details again real quick, Doug, before we leave.
0: My email is vernon, V-E-R-N-O-N, D-K-V, at yahoo.com, vernon, D-K-V, at yahoo.com.
1: That is super. We're going to have some more great stuff for you next week. Meantime, stay well and be warm this winter. And as it is Thanksgiving right now, we're grateful to you for listening and for watching. And we're very grateful to Douglas for coming in. Oh, and I'm grateful for life. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
2: You have been
0: listening to Angela Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.